Why are you so nervous, Marcus? It's all right, mate. Yeah. <laughs> good day, chick. And I'll just say, right back at him, I'll say, good day, toots. Did the t- boys take the piss out of it? Yes, we did, but we all did enjoy it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 88 of the Professional Point Podcast. Footy is back. Round one is just around the corner. It's very exciting. I'm joined, as always, but remotely this time by my co-host, Quinny DeLuca. How are you, mate? Mate, I'm fantastic. I'm in the uh, luxurious Byron Bay. I'm up here for a family wedding. And uh, we got it yesterday. The weather was pretty grim, but the sun's out this morning. And uh, yeah, it's looking uh, quite nice up this side of the world. Yeah, yeah, mate, it looks good. It's a, it's a very, uh, very nice backdrop you've got there. And, um, and we had we've, we we planned to record about an hour ago. And what, what's been what's been happening in the background over there? It's been a very delayed and, and rocky start. It's been ridiculous. I've got the family running around the house. So we started off. I was outside, and then the internet connection was a bit crazy. So I've come back in next to the modem, and then to get the family out of the house just to go for a walk has been an absolute nightmare and it's been yeah it's all turned to shit pretty much but uh, we've got them out of the house now and we're, we're good to go we're ready <laughs> uh what a what a start to to the year it's been uh it's been interesting but it's uh hopefully hopefully smooth sailing from here um but uh, how are you feeling after our uh coup de Fides episode i know i uh took me a while to, to come back down to earth after it how are you feeling after it I think you needed a cold shower after we finished the Kudu Feeties episode. You were just sweating the whole way. Yeah, just to bring you back to earth. But no, um, fantastic. It was uh, amazing to have a chat with someone as highly regarded as uh, Kudu Feeties was. And um, just to get his insight and, you know, obviously the premierships and just what the Blues went through and all that was, uh, yeah, was something quite special. And just to hear him say that Richo was his toughest opponent made me quite happy as well. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was incredible. I, just couldn't believe what we were, you know, I remember halfway through it, I was like, I'm like, well, we're interviewing Anthony Kudafidis here and my childhood hero, someone I looked up to as a kid and watched many games. And, um, you know, I was telling you my, my MSN name um, when we were when we were kids was, was Kuda underscore champion underscore 43. So I, uh, it's fair to, fair to say I, uh, I like the bloke. So to have him on the podcast is uh was huge and um, yeah, something was incredible. It just shows how far we've come since we started, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, when we first kicked this off, we were sort of having any type of guest on was probably a bit of a stretch in our imagination. So yeah, to have the guests that we've had already and then to you know top it off this year with Kudafidis as a start, um, it's really exciting stuff. Yeah, for sure. No, very. Very good. It's been a been a big week, but um, mate, footy's here. Round one is uh, is is starting this week, and um, it's very exciting. I know the build up for it's been huge, especially with crowds being back to to one hundred percent, and you know we're both going. It's the first Carlton Richmond game that um, we've been able to go to since we started the podcast, really. Even though we're not going together, but it's the first one we can actually go to, and um, it's very exciting. So. Um, but it all it all starts on Wednesday night between the D's and the Dogs, a grand final rematch. I mean, usually we uh, we we open the season, but um, but if there was any other game to 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 kick us off from that slot, it's probably going to be this one, isn't it? A hundred percent, it is. And I think the the build up to last year's grand final was massive, as those two clubs sort of well, you know, probably the best two all year. So to have them starting off, um, you know, round one this year is going to be amazing. And hopefully, them neither side has sort of lost any sort of form, and we're going to get a game. Similar to the grand final, but hopefully not as much of a blowout in the, uh, the last two quarters there. Yeah, definitely. I think it's going to be um, jam-packed this game. All the, all the Melbourne supporters that obviously couldn't watch the grand final last year and, and the whole final series, really. And I think they're all going to um, yeah pack out the MCG uh, on Wednesday night. 
against a uh, yeah against a, a fierce opponent in the doggies and I mean just going off their form and going off the grand final form it's, it's hard to see Melbourne not winning this game as good as the Bulldogs are but um and it's going to be interesting to see how how much that big grand final loss um, has affected the doggies as well yeah every team reacts differently I think the grand final losses I'm hoping the dogs are um one of those teams that bounces back quite strong and have learned from their mistakes. And I guess you'd want to be able to shut down the D's midfield because in the, in the end, that's what sort of hurt them, especially in that third quarter of last year's grand final. So it'd be interesting to see what the dogs do um, to bounce back from this win. But yeah, I think like you said, it is hard to see Melbourne losing this one. Yeah. So is that you tipping the D's? Yeah, we'll tip the D's. We'll tip the D's for the round one win. But um, I think it honestly could go either way. But yeah, obviously we've got to pick someone and not going to sit on the fence. So yeah, Melbourne for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Melbourne for me as well. All right, let's move on to Thursday nights, the, the game we've been been looking forward to the most. I mean, it's the most hot game for me personally. Anyway, you know, since, since we've we've had these round one openers against against Richmond, it's it's always been this build up. Always very much looking forward to the round one game against Richmond. And um, yeah, Thursday night this week, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be massive. And how are you feeling about it? I know you been you've been telling me that you know. Carlton's, Carlton have to win this one. Like you're not going to be surprised if Carlton win. How, you, how are you feeling, knowing that Carlton are hopefully going to be a little bit better this year? Yeah, a little bit nervous. Um, and I guess the last few years, it's always just more excitement that footy's back and all the rest of it. But obviously, that's still coming as well. But yeah, a little bit nervous this year with the list you guys have got, the players you've picked up, um, what you guys did to Melbourne in the practice match. Although being at the practice match still, you know, looked really impressive. Cripps looks back to his best. And we've got a couple of injuries that might hurt us as well in our back line with, you know, especially with you guys having Harry Mackay and Charlie Curnow firing together. So I am nervous. Um, I am very excited, though, just to have football back, to be honest, and see where each team is at. And there is the joke every year that, you know, round one is Carlton's grand final. But um, I reckon this year with the list you guys have, I think it, you guys, you know, should have this as a good stepping stone into playing finals in general. So now it'll be exciting. It'll be very exciting, but uh, hard to pick this one. Yeah, for sure. I mean, again, this is going to probably going to be, hopefully, yeah, ninety thousand people at the MCG, if not more. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be huge. I know trying to get tickets for this game was um, was crazy. Like I'm a, I'm a, you know, Captain's Club Carlton member, and we even didn't even get like the, you know, our ideal tickets. Um, and I was on it straight away. So it just shows how how crazy and popular this game is going to be. I think it's going to be, um, yeah, packed to the rafters and. Um, oh, we've been discussing off air, but we're trying to uh, organise an outrageous bet for this game and um, something for the Pressure Point family to uh, follow along with over over the next few days. Um, what have we decided? We're going to put it out to a fan vote, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's probably the best idea. We've had a couple of ideas rolling through just between us two. You know, one was the the opposition tattoo logo on our on our ass, and then the other one was you know shaving the head, which I didn't mind. I'm happy to do the shaving head bet, but for some reason you didn't think it was fair. Um, I don't know why, but um, yeah, no, so we're going to put it out to the fans this week and you'll find it on Instagram posts if you haven't already seen it. And um, yeah, give us a suggestion of what you think we should do and whichever one we think is the best uh, we'll pick. And then depending on who wins, if it's not a draw, which would be surprising, but if it's not a draw, we'll, uh, yeah, one of us is going to have to um, do the punishment, I guess. Yeah, and feel, feel free to be as outrageous as you want. Um, we'll, we'll take all the... Uh all the options on board and and pick the best one from there and, and we'll uh, we'll give you a shout out as well if we uh, if we go with your one so so make it a little bit more fun and, and we'll obviously yeah we'll, we'll film it and post it and, and all that sort of stuff over the over the next uh, the week after the game so um, yeah it'd be a little bit of fun and 
Um, if I'm ever going to put a bet on this game, it's probably going to be this one where we're a bit more of a chance than we've been the last few years. So, um, yeah, so it's going to be good fun and um, very much looking forward to it. So it's going to be a big night at the G on Thursday. So I guess it um, goes without saying that you'll be tipping Carlton for this one and I'll be tipping the Tigers. I mean, yeah, I think so. I think I think if we're ever going to win a round one game, it's now. Um, we're going to have to, especially with the preseason we've had and with Bossy there, it's um, this is our time. So, um, and saying that, I mean, personally, I feel like Richmond are going to be back to their best this year anyway. Um, but I just think it's, been, it's just for our confidence and. And just for the, the sake of the fans, I think we just need to win a round one game. We haven't done it in a number of years now. So, um, since 2012, yeah, I'll, I'll tip us, I'll tip us in a close one. Yeah, no worries. And I'm, yeah, I'm going to do the same, but with the Tigers, obviously, I'm going to give us just a hopefully our experience in round one games and just with you know our form getting a little bit better than last year, I think we'll maybe just get over the line. All right, let's move on to Friday night. We've got another blockbuster. We've got St Kilda and Collingwood at Marvel Stadium. Uh, the Saints had a pretty disappointing year last year, um, considering how they went in 2020, and they'll be looking to to bounce back. They're probably in that pack, um, you know, looking to to sneak into the finals. And and then you got Collingwood, who are yeah, obviously in a rebuild phase and um, tipped to, to finish in the bottom four. But you never know with um, with the Pies as well; they can always always live for these big games. And um, I think it's going to be an absolute beauty, and another one that's probably going to pack out Marvel Stadium as well. You'd absolutely think so, especially with Collingwood having uh, Dacos joining the club. You'd imagine he's a good sniff for round one, especially with that rebuilding list, like you mentioned. So a lot of Collingwood fans are going to show up for that. And then, yeah, St Kilda, obviously, are looking to bounce back after their disappointing season last year. So with Marvel, especially being a smaller stadium, you'd imagine it would be pretty packed. And with the sexy new scoreboards they've got there now, we've all had a good look at them. It's, uh, yeah, no, I think it'll be a very exciting game. Yeah, those sexy new scoreboards do look very sexy, don't they? I think that's good. I'm I'm a big fan of it. I, I like what um what Gil's done there. It's um it's a great idea. I think you know Marvel Stadium probably has a bad, bit of a bad rap, um you know, especially with with Richmond fans. So just to um to get some glamorous scoreboards in there, and they look yeah they look huge, and um and apparently they're going to be extremely high definition. So it's um it's very exciting. It's definitely going to enhance the the viewer experience there. Yeah, I reckon with these scoreboards, you might get a few Richmond supporters that'll travel across now. Um, we don't we don't mind traveling for some excitement. So yeah, that'll be that'll be good. But yeah, no, in terms of this game, massive. I think, like we said, with Collingwood probably tipped to be bottom four and St Kilda looking to bounce back. It's hard to look past the Saints to win this one. But yeah, no, for me, St Kilda for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm going with Saints as well. By a few goals, I think they'll um, they'll start the season off well and, and have a much better year this year as well. All right, let's move on to Saturday afternoon. We've got another another big game. The AFL's really scheduled some big games to kick off the season. We've got Geelong and Essendon at the MCG. The Cats, you know, they'll they'll as they always are. They were in the top four last year and and just sort of fell away in the finals. Had a disappointing prelim against the D's and and then the Bombers, you know, surprised everyone last year, finishing eighth and um, and yeah, had a, had a really good season with the with the young list they've got and. Um, yeah, sort of everyone's expecting another another big season from the Bombers. But, um, yeah, so it's going to be really interesting to see how they go in this game and test themselves against the Geelong side that's always up there. And, yeah, I think this is going to be a great game, especially at the MCG as well. 100%. I think the fact that it is at the MCG makes it a bit more even. You'd, you'd imagine being down in Geelong, GMHPA there, that the Cats would probably get the run over them just because they never seem to lose down there. But, yeah, I think with this one, I'm going to go on a bit of a... Um, a bit of a limb here and say that uh, Essendon are going to get up. 
I reckon their young list with another preseason under the belt might just run Geelong's old legs off the ground a little bit. And uh, this will be a massive start for the Bombers if they can beat Geelong round one. Their confidence will be skyrocketed um, if they can win this one. And I reckon they'll just get over the line. Yeah, me too. I'm with you. I know. I think we uh, we give Essendon a lot of shit on this podcast, and and the fans absolutely let us know about it. So, but we've got to uh, got to give them respect where it's due. And I, I do think they're going to get up in this game. And I, I do think they'll uh, they'll back up what they did last season. They've got a, a very good young list, and um, and they'll get some players back to this season. So, I think the Bombers will 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 beat the Cats here at the G and um, and kickstart their season. So, we'll um we'll be a bit a bit nicer to the Bombers this year, I reckon. I think we have to be a little bit fairer to them, especially if their performance is still lifting. We can't keep talking trash about them if they're winning games. But going into this, the, the team lists haven't come out just yet as the day of recording. Um, but it is rumoured that Jake Stringer has potential to miss round one. How important is he this year if he can hit full form for the Bombers? Oh, that's critically important. I, I see him as their most important player. You, know, you see what he did last year. He was, he was unbelievable. Very unlucky not to be an All-Australian. and um, yeah, He's just got that... that first breakaway speed and um, power and he's a, a game winner and can kick goals out of his ass. So he's huge to the Bombers. And um, I feel like, yeah, if they're going to have another another good season this year, they're going to need him fit and firing. So, um, yeah, so if, if he doesn't play round one, that's going to be a big loss. But I, I still think they can, they can get the job done. No, me too, me too. And I think another one that's going to be important for the Bombers to try and get back on the side is Tip and Woody. Um, obviously, he's battling through his things on the side of football there, but if they can get him back on the list as well, then, yeah, they'll be very hard to beat. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's move on to the next game on Saturday. We've got GWS versus Sydney, the uh, Battle of the Bridge, the Sydney Derby, as they like to call it up there. And um, it's not only um, important just because it's uh, the two Sydney teams playing each other, but it's a chance for Buddy to kick his 1,000th 1, goal. Jeez, why is that so hard to say? Um, so it's uh, it's going to be yeah, I think it's going to be uh, a very highly watched game, and I'm sure uh, I'm sure most footy fans will be tuning into this one to see if Buddy can do it. Absolutely, and I, th- I reckon the one thousandth goal thing doesn't roll off the tongue too nicely, but probably because we're not that used to we're not that used to it either. Though, and I reckon this will be the last time we ever see a player kick a thousand goals in his career. Um, I just I can't picture it happening ever again. Obviously, it used to happen a little bit back in the day with Dunstall and all the rest of it. But, yeah, I reckon um, Dunstall, Lockett, et cetera. But, buddy, this would be very special if we can do this, especially round one, battle of the bridge. Um, both teams looking to be shaping up all right this year as well with Sydney's young guns. And GWS just always seem to find a way to um, pull out good performances, albeit without Toby Green for the first few weeks of the season. It will be a very, very big game. Um, but, again, hard to look past Sydney. I reckon their list is too strong, too talented. And, this preseason that Isaac Heaney is reportedly having, um, I reckon he's going to tear the competition apart this year. Yeah, for sure. I think, um, yeah, I think these two teams will definitely um, feature in September later in the year, and they had, a, they had an unbelievable elimination final against each other too last year, which was which was great. So I think they'll both be up there again this year. So yeah, aside from from the buddy um, the buddy factor, I think this is going to be a great game, and I do think um, I do think Sydney will win just just. Um, yeah, I think they'll they'll be right up there again this year. Absolutely. Right. Let's move on to Brisbane and Port Adelaide also on Saturday night at the Gabba. Another ripping contest. This one, the AFL has really set up round one with some um, with some great matchups and two teams that are predicted to both finish in the top four come season's end. And you know, Brisbane were they were slightly down last year. They still managed to sneak into the top four, but. 
um, only just. Um, they started off pretty pretty slow and, and made a bit of a charge. So everyone's expecting them to be back this year with, with the injuries um, that they had last year, all those players returning. And then there's Port Adelaide who, you know, made a prelim last year, should have should have made a grand final. They they uh, they they really they they choked the last two years having home prelims and, and not making the grand final. So their 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 premiership windows open, but but slowly closing at the same time. So they um they're going to need to make some moves this year. So this is going to be a great contest, and I'm really looking forward to this one. This will be huge, and I think with playing finals continuous years in a row, like you said, it it takes a lot out of a team because you go deeper into September, you have less of a break, and it starts to wear thin. So losing two pre- home prelims in a row is going to start to hurt Port Adelaide, like you said. If they can't make a good stint to this year and make the grand final, um, you just wonder how long that window is going to be open for. And then the Lions, the same thing. They've been up there as well for the last few years now and haven't quite gotten there either. So they're, they're probably both in a similar position where they both really need to... It's kind of grand final. I don't want to say grand final or bust, but it's sort of getting to that point at, at the moment. But I reckon this game here comes down to whose home ground it was going to be at. And I just can't see Brisbane losing at the Gabba, round one, Port Adelaide. I don't, I don't see them losing. So for me, I'm tipping the lines on this one. Um, but I think if it was an Adelaide over, I'd be going Port. So it's, a, it's a very, going to be a very close game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think I think Brisbane as well at the Gabba, um, you know, they've got all their all their superstars back. And I think Joe Danaher is probably going to have a, a much better year this year as well. And um, and then, yeah, Lockie Neal, hopefully injury-free too. So I think the, uh, I think the lines will be, will be too strong at the Gabba. In terms of the right. AFL scheduling these big matches, do you reckon that's a factor in trying to get as much crowd, many crowds back to the um, the games as possible? Obviously, the last couple of years, the crowds are a bit smaller. You think kicking round one off with a bang is probably the best way to do it? I think that's I think that's the whole idea behind it. I think that's I think Gill's come out and said they just they just want as many people to the footy in round one as possible. Everyone's you know, especially Victorians, have missed out a lot. So. I think that's why they've they've scheduled all these blockbusters for round one and um, could be breaking records this year in terms of crowd attendance. So it's going to be it's going to be really good. Um, and yeah, I mean, as fans, we have no problem with it. it means every single game is a is a, is a must watch in round one. So um, I like it. It's it's, it's very good. Um, yeah. Speaking of, of good matchups, we'll move on to Sunday. So the early game on Sunday, we've got Hawthorne and North Melbourne in the MCG. Two pretty evenly matched teams. Though. They they're both you know. Pretty disappointing last year. I mean, they're both in rebuilds, um, both young teams, but um, yeah, very evenly matched. And and being at the MCG as well, I think this is going to be a great contest. Absolutely. I mean, Hawthorne versus North is also a very Sunday afternoon type of game, isn't it? The uh, with the way they're sitting on the ladder at the moment. But like you said, pretty evenly matched. Both rebuilding sides. Got a couple of young guns coming through North. Hopefully, we'll see the um, the debut of Jason Horn Francis, and then Hawthorne. Josh Ward is their young gun coming up. John Newcomb, another one. So. Going to be really exciting. MCG, big game. I reckon North are going to be on the up this year. I reckon they're going to look real good. And I didn't see a lot from Hawthorne in the preseason matches. So I'm going to give this one to North. I reckon starting their year off with a win, there's going to be a massive confidence boost. And they'll be uh, going all out to get the W on this one. Yeah, yeah. I know uh, in my season predictions that uh, that got posted the other day, Hawthorne will uh, will be my wooden spurners. So I don't, I don't see them, um, yeah, improving a lot this year. I think they're... But and it's, it's not a negative. I think they're just in that that phase. They're they're in rebuild mode. Um, a very young team, a new coach. So I think um, I think they'll have a pretty tough season. And yeah, I, I think North will improve as well. They've got a, a very good young list, and um, I know all their fans and members are, are pretty excited um, for what's what's to come this year. And um, I don't think they'll be 
um, pushing for the finals, but I think they'll um, they'll improve a lot on what they did last year, and and I think they'll um, they'll get up here as well. How big of a pickup do you think Hugh Greenwood's going to be for the North, especially considering they got him for free? Yeah, huge. I think you just add to that midfield and and the experience in there as well. Um, you know, they've got a they've got a pretty good engine room too, North. So I think um, I think yeah, that that pickup it was huge, and um, and he'll do some good things there, and. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for, for what North can do this year. I think they'll, they'll, um, they'll surprise a few teams. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, North for me. All right. The next game on Sunday, we've got Adelaide and Frio at the Adelaide Oval. Another, uh, another very interesting clash. Everyone's expecting Frio to, um, again, be in that sort of pack, pushing for finals. And then Adelaide's a bit of an unknown. You don't, we don't know if they're going to you know, sort of hover around the bottom again or if they're going to make a big jump. They've got a good young list as well. So this is going to be um, a pretty good contest too. 100% it's going to be. And like you said, Freo is one of those sort of five or six teams that are looking to push into the top eight and are probably every chance to. It's just, who do you knock out? That's the biggest question at the moment is who falls out of the eight and who goes in. And Freo is one of those teams hovering around there. Does the loss of Adam Chera hurt? Maybe a little bit, but I think they've got a pretty good list regardless. And I reckon they'll still be able to push for finals. So I reckon they're going to kick their season off with a bang against the Crows. But the Crows are up and coming. So... I still think they'll probably be bottom four, Adelaide. I don't see them pushing out of our bottom four, but I reckon you're going to see some massive improvements from them and a lot to look forward to for the future. But for round one, I'm seeing Frio get up in this one. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, it's hard to look past Frio just with the, um, the talent that they've got. And, and Adelaide, without, without Tex Walker as well for a few weeks, um, will hurt them up forward. So I think, uh, I think Frio will also get up in this one too. All right, and the final game of the opening round, we've got West Coast and the Gold Coast at Optus Stadium on Sunday, or Sunday night Melbourne time, Sunday afternoon Perth time. And I mean, the way everyone's sort of looking at West Coast this year, I think this um, this game's going to be a pretty tight contest, to be honest. I mean, you know, this time last year, you probably wouldn't have given Gold Coast a, a chance up there, but um, I think that I think they're they're definitely a chance to uh, to knock over the Eagles uh, on their home deck. Absolutely. I mean, not many teams do that. Not many teams can fly to WA and knock the Eagles over. But with the preseason they've had, the West Coast Eagles and the injuries that they've suffered, you just you think it's going to be a really tough season for them. It's going to be a bit of a long slog. And yeah, coming up against the Suns, who are looking to make an impact this year, and they kind of have to. Otherwise, you know, Stewie Jews potentially out the door, and you know, a lot of other things at stake here. So I think the Suns will push, but I reckon West Coast now having Jack Darling uh, get vaccinated during the week and he'll be ready to play for round one, I believe. Uh, I reckon they'll just get the job done, but it's going to be close. That's right. Yeah, Jack Darling, that's, um, yeah, recent news as well. He's, uh, he's back. We, we, I think our last week on our, in our first episode back, we, um, we wrote him off and said he's, uh, he was gone. West Coast have, have lost him, but all of a sudden he's done a backflip and he's, uh, he's gotten jabbed. So he's, uh, he's back into the team. Yeah, that's it. He's come right back in. I bet you're wishing uh, Liam Jones did uh, something similar to that late last year. But um, yeah, he's back in the side, which is massive for the Eagles because with the injuries, as I said, like, like I said before, um, they're going to need some experience. And being such a big man up forward, uh, it would hurt without him. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I'm going to go out and um, I'm going to tip the Gold Coast Suns in this game. I think they've had a really strong preseason and um, I think people are going to be uh, are being a little bit harsh on them. I don't think they're going to be as bad as what people think, and I think they'll uh, they'll get the job done here. And um, I think that's going to mount uh, you know some really early pressure on West Coast as well. Absolutely. How important is the King signing during the week? Huge. That is huge for them. That's arguably their their most important player, and um, and it just shows these commitments of the club. And 
They need they need that. Like that's they need players like him to stay for that for that club to survive. Really, um, they need to keep that core group there. And um, you know, especially he's just done his ACL and he's he's signed a, signed on. So that just shows how um, how keen he is, and um, and at least that the club's doing something right up there as well. Yeah, and I, b- I believe he has come back to Melbourne just to do his rehab and spend time with his family. And I think a lot of people sort of expected him to join his brother at St Kilda and sign with them. So for him to stay obviously shows a lot of faith in what what direction the Suns are heading. And with some other players like Took Miller has also come out and said he never wants to leave. I think it's a good start for the Suns. And if they can hold on to those players, which they've struggled to do in the past, um, who knows what, and, you know, the sky's the limit for them, really. Yeah, exactly. So... Yeah, I'm 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 tipping Gold Coast to, to do all right this year, and I think they'll um they'll be in that pack again. That's uh, you know between that eighth to twelfth uh, ranked team. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. But uh, that is that is all the games for round one. It's um as we said numerous times, it's going to be um a very exciting round and some some big matchups uh, to look forward to, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, there is. Like we said, Gill's done a great job in scheduling the round one matches. We're just we're kicking us all off with a bang, and we're going to be all eagerly watching pretty much every game. I know for the first game, Dees versus Dogs, I'm going to be in the Gold Coast. So I'm going to be trying to find a pub there that shows football, which is a little bit harder to find being such a rugby-dominated area. But uh, I'm sure I'll find something that shows it then. And flying back for round one, I'm landing on the day of, go straight to Richmond, sit at the London Tavern, I reckon, get kick-started for the game. And then, yeah, every other game for the week is going to be really exciting as well. So just good to have footy back properly this time. Yeah, absolutely. Can't wait. All right, let's move on to a, uh, a new segment that we're doing this year. It's called uh, Crimea River. And I think uh, you're kicking us off with this uh, with this first one, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's going to be a bit of a, a, bit of a rant, um, essentially, uh, each week, depending on when, who, which one of us has something to talk about. But for me, again, I do tend to be known as a bit of an umpire basher. And I'm not actually bashing the umpires this time, but it is to do with the umpires, and that's once again with the crackdown that we've had. We saw the uh, the eight fifty meter penalties against the D's during the week, and we saw a few other teams suffer some big fifties for complaining to the umpires. And I understand what the AFL is trying to do, but I think they've gone about it the wrong way. Rather than tell players, like you know, fair enough, don't abuse the umpires. I agree with that. But we saw players shaking their head after a decision and having fifty meter penalties paid. You're allowed to disagree with what the umpires said. Just don't, you know, don't abuse him. That's completely fair enough. And I know, I understand there is a a lack of umpires at the moment in the, the junior levels and all the way up. So I believe the uh, the Southern Footy League here in Melbourne actually um, made the boundary rule. So there's no boundary umpires at the moment in some of the divisions. It's just uh, last touch um, gets a free kick to the other team. So, yeah, I don't, I don't like the sound of that and how that's going. But I think one way to do it is just to stop changing either the rules or the interpretations every year and making the umpires' job so much harder. I mean, that's the reason why they make a few silly calls that the players and fans disagree with. It's because the rules aren't black and white and they should be. It's we're the only game in the world that changes so regularly, um, whether that's an interpretation or just bringing in a new rule altogether. I don't understand why you'd make our umpires job so hard and then get confused when no one wants to sign up to be an umpire. And I don't want to sign up to be an umpire where the rules change constantly. And I know I'm just going to get abused after, you know, making a poor decision, which it's going to happen quite regularly. That's just the nature of the game. Everyone makes mistakes, but, if you, the rules were consistent every year, those mistakes wouldn't be as consistent and you wouldn't you wouldn't have that. So for me, leave the rules, stop changing interpretations. Things are working just fine. Don't need to touch it. And watch how much better the umpiring gets when it's there's less confusion. Everybody keeps saying, oh, you know, it'll take five or six weeks and then it'll sort of even itself out and things will smooth out. But we shouldn't, why should the first six weeks, why, we, why do we have to be unsure about what the rules are? 
and you know between players and umpires it should be we should know coming into the season we shouldn't take five or six weeks to smooth out so for me leave it alone i've said this before on the podcast leave it alone the umpiring will get better there'll be less abuse and we can all be happy and watch the footy love it mate that was good that was really good um that was a fair rant and um what a way to to start 2022 with our new segment hey well, um, you know, like I'm on holiday at the moment. I'm quite peaceful and I was a bit mellow with that one. I could have got a bit more fired up because I am, I am quite passionate about the rule changes that we have every year. So, yeah, I'm lucky I'm on holiday. Yeah, no, I love it, mate. That's good. Um, and then a, another new segment we're going to introduce this year is uh, is Sauce's Big Call. And um, we might rotate in that you know, to, to Quinn's Big Call, but we'll, uh, I'll kick it off uh, for, for season 2022. And my big call... For this round is for Buddy to kick his 1,000th goal before half time. Half time, so he only needs five goals, and I think the Swans players will definitely be looking for him. I remember when he kicked his hundredth goal um, in 2008, and the Hawthorne players are just absolutely looking for him. And I think they'll uh, they'll do the same. And it's Buddy Franklin. Um, he's uh, as motivated as ever, and I think he'll be very keen to uh, to get that done as, as quick as he can. And I think he'll uh, he'll have his fifth goal before half time, and um, and we'll have all the fans streaming onto the ground. And it's probably going to be the last time that we're going to see something like that. So my big call, buddy, to uh, to kick five before half time and um, and get that one thousand one thousand. What can't I, I can't pronounce it honestly. Get his one thousand goals of his uh, career. There we go. Just, so that probably doesn't make sense, but that'll do. Just say one triple zero. It's just easier for you. But mate, that is a that is a huge call. But five before half time, you don't see that very often, especially in today's game. But I think I, I might actually I almost agree with you there. With Sydney's midfield, I reckon they'll just be looking to hit him up at every opportunity. And Buddy is such an intelligent forward. He just knows where the footy's gonna be, where to position his body. You just you give him every chance, just with what we've seen him do in the past, despite his age, you just reckon he could do it. So I don't reckon you're too far off the mark there, and that's a massive way to start uh Sauce's big call. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I think he's going to do it. And um, if anyone can, it, it's going to be Buddy. So it's going to be uh, very interesting to see uh, how that game pans out on, on Saturday nights. Um, but uh, but that's it, mate. That's that's pretty much a wrap for this episode. It's uh, it's good to be back. We're a couple of episodes in for the season now. And um, yeah, our first preview preview episode. And it's very exciting. You can really uh, really smell it, and and footies. Uh, it's uh, it's a buzz in, in Melbourne at the moment as well, and with things um, somewhat back to normal, it's uh, it's very exciting. So uh, can't wait, and especially for Thursday night as well, and um, and to see what what happens after that game. I'm starting to get a bit nervous for it as well. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to what some of the fans send in in terms of punishment ideas for whoever's team loses, but. Nonetheless, it's going to be exciting just to build up to it. Even driving to the airport yesterday on the way through Melbourne, um, all the signs, the footy festival that's gone on at the moment. We had the Captain's Day the other day, the Fox footy launched the week before. It's it's that time of the year where everything's really building up and it's, it's probably my favourite time of the year apart from finals. So really looking forward to the start of the season and I just can't wait to get it all underway. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well... Um... Yeah, make sure you uh, you leave us a review, give us some feedback. Um, it's very important to us, and and Spotify's also changed uh, some things around since we um, since we finished up last year, where you can now leave a review on Spotify. So I know a lot of you listen to us via Spotify, so make sure you leave us a review there. It um, it certainly helps. It helps not only us, but it it helps um, get this uh, get this podcast out to um to many other fans uh, Australia wide as well. So um, yeah, it's uh, very important and it means a lot. So. Thank you for all your support and uh, and we'll chat uh, after round one.